Welcome to episode 63 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. For this episode, I'm going to transport you to a country in Europe that is very popular, especially with Game of Thrones fans. If you haven't guessed where it is yet, it's solo travel in Croatia. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller, empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Croatia is absolutely beautiful. The type of solo that it attracts are the party solo, beach solo, sailing, history, movie solo, the Game of Thrones. A lot of locations in Croatia are actually used for the Netflix series. It's also really good for festivals and old towns. Croatia is really easy to travel around. It's got a very comfortable vibe and is very safe. It's popular with tourists. Dubrovnik has a lot of tourists. They've also got cruise ship tourism. So you do find a lot of cruise ships coming into the harbour. I think that combined with the fact that Croatia is a beautiful country and also with the Game of Thrones movie destinations, I think that makes Dubrovnik probably the most visited location, I would say, in the country. So it does get really busy during the summer. There is a good infrastructure, it's got good transport systems, and there are so many different types of accommodation that you can stay in. The Croatians are very proud of their country and their heritage. Croatia is very popular with Australians and New Zealanders. They normally come to Croatia and do a sailing trip. So if you do do a sailing trip, then you're probably going to bump into a lot of friendly travellers from that side of the world. Some of the older people don't speak any English. The people in the tourist industries do speak English. And if you get lost or need anything on the streets, younger people speak English. The best thing about Croatia is that you can go there in October because the weather's still quite nice in October as well. So it's a good destination for the autumn. So basically, Croatia shares its borders with Slovenia, Hungary, Serbia, Montenegro and Bosnia. It's part of former Yugoslavia and it declared its independence in 1991, which caused the Croatian conflict, which lasted until 1995. It's now a very peaceful country and it attracts those who come to sail, who come to party, who come for the history. And it's also got a really dramatic coastline. It's got Renaissance walled towns and a Croatian charm. The only downsides to travelling in Croatia would just be that sometimes the customer service isn't that great in Dubrovnik and Split especially. I think it's probably because they get so many tourists. And also with Dubrovnik being a cruise hub, Dubrovnik does get very busy. So they're the only downside. Things not to miss in Croatia. So Dubrovnik, obviously, that's called the Pearl of the Adriatic. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site with a stunning old town. If you're going to Croatia, then obviously I definitely recommend going to Dubrovnik. You can walk the medieval walls, which are some of the best preserved in Europe. You can take the cable car up for stunning views of the coastline and also the neighbouring islands, which you can take boats to. I think it's only an hour or two hours away to some of the islands there. And you can also walk and hike back down from the cable car. There's a museum at the top, which tells you a little bit more about its days as Yugoslavia and the days when it was unfortunately bombed with black and white pictures. It's hard to believe when you're looking at the photographs that that actually happened because a lot of the old town was destroyed. So I definitely recommend going to the museum. My second highlight would be Plitzvitz Lakes. 
which are just absolutely stunning and they are just kind of turquoise blue and green and just so peaceful and you can walk around there are walkways there as well it's got some of the oldest woodlands in europe then there's Havar, which is known for its nightlife there's actually an island with a club on it where you have to get the ferry to so Havar's actually got clear waters and it's a beautiful island I would say Dubrovnik is probably the most expensive area in Croatia. Havar's also quite expensive as well. Stari Grad is another destination to visit. It's one of the oldest towns in Europe and it's known for its wine. So you can do wine tasting there. If you go to Zadar, it's got Roman ruins and ancient history and the sea organ, which plays when the waves come in and the monument to the sun, which lights up at night. Every area in Croatia seems to be slightly different. There are a lot of old towns. I spent three months in Europe just travelling around Europe by bus and I went all the way from London to Istanbul just using buses and then came back. So I came back through Croatia by myself on the way back through Bosnia. Went to Zagreb, hired a car, then drove down to Split and picked up a sailing trip with med sailors which took us around the Dalmatian coast. It took us to Viztown which is the furthest island away from the coast. It was once a military base. And then it took us to Stari Grad, where we did some wine tasting, then to Verboska, and then Havar, where we did some partying, and Brack, and then it took us back to Split. Med sailors are a really good company if you're 18 to 35. I was just on the cusp when I went. They provide all of your meals for you. The only meals that they don't cover are the meals where you go out in the evening and you just buy your own meals at restaurants. But any meals that you have on the yachts are included. If you are going solo, then you will have to probably share a cabin with somebody that you don't know. But everybody was just so friendly. And rather than just one yacht, there was about five or six yachts. And we would moor at the same islands all the time. So it felt as though you were just on holiday with a massive group of people. And they did races, we had stand-up paddleboarding, just sunbathing on the boat. You could even try your hand at sailing and they had a competition at the end to see who was the best yacht. If you want to go sailing around the islands, then I definitely recommend Med Sailors. I think G Adventures also do a sailing trip. You don't have to do a sailing trip. If you stay in Split, you can just take some ferries and go from Split to a couple of the islands. So you can make your own way around some of the islands anyway without doing a sailing trip. But it's just really good fun. As I was saying, and then you've got Split, which I just mentioned, which is the gateway to the majority of the islands. It's the second largest city. Don't just visit there to go sailing. There's Diocletian's Palace, which is one of the most impressive Roman ruins in the world. And the ancient fortress now forms the old town of Split. So that's a very good reason to go to Split. We stayed in a university that opened up its halls during the summer months. So they basically rented it out like a hostel. So each room was two bed. So that's an option. Accommodation wise, you can basically find anything in Croatia from like bed in a hostel, universities that open up to studio apartments, hotels definitely recommend pre-booking your accommodation especially if you're going to Dubrovnik during the peak season. It's about £14 for a dorm room for a night, £30 roughly for a single room but in July expect to pay $40, $50 for a dorm bed if you haven't booked. So definitely pre-book if you can. 
also stayed in an apartment just outside of the old town which i recommend in dubrovnik inside the old town would be a bit more expensive so stay outside if you can and i booked that through airbnb which was cheaper than a hotel i also missed off Korkula, which is known for nature old city and beaches so if you are going for a week a good itinerary would be stay in split and then you can do day tours to the islands and then on to zadar or just combine split with dubrovnik it takes three and a half hours from Split to Dubrovnik. The buses are frequent. You're looking at at least twice a day with some of the buses. You do have to pay extra for your bags, which is quite random. So you pay for your seat and then you pay depending on how many bags you get and you get given a little ticket for your bags. They don't generally have air conditioning on the buses. Expect that if you go. There are also trains which connect the major cities. Or you could hire a car. Drivers are a little bit crazy and there's a lot of one-way systems, especially in split. If you do hire a car, pre-book early because I've heard it can be more expensive the longer you leave it. And if you're taking it one way to the airport, you may also be charged a one-way fee. So as I said, if you are on a budget, you can just take the ferries to see the islands. If you've got a bit longer, I recommend doing Zagreb and then Plitzweiss Lakes. You can do day trips from there as well, so you don't need to hire a car to go and see the lakes. Then on to Zadar, and then Split, and then from Split you can get the bus to Dubrovnik. So you could fly into Zagreb, for example, and then fly out of Dubrovnik if you're able to do two one-way tickets. But if not, the bus system is good within the country. Budget, you're looking at at least £45, or so about US dollars That's at least that's staying in dorm beds. For the bus, Split to Dubrovnik did take three hours, and it was £17 and that went twice a day you can get the ferry from split to different places so you can get the ferry to dubrovnik which costs about 30 pounds and that takes four and a half hours so when i came back into croatia i got the bus from slovenia into there and then i caught the train out from zagreb so zagreb's got a good train station and it's connected very well to different european cities and it was on a really old train. It was a really lovely experience in an old carriage, which had the sleeper cabins. My tips, as I mentioned, would be stay outside of the old town because it's a bit cheaper. Pre-book in advance if you can. Try and walk the medieval walls of Dubrovnik early in the morning before the cruise ships arrive to try and avoid the crowds. Make sure that you island hop, even if you don't do a sailing trip, even if it's just getting a ferry from Dubrovnik to Okula, is one of the nearest islands, or Lokram. Try and do a day trip to one of the islands. There is a really cool, funky bar. It's similar to the Nikki Beach concept, and it's in Dubrovnik, which is tucked away. Definitely recommend going there for a day, where you can just lay on white double beds and sunbathe. And one of their delicacies is black rice with squid, which I've never tried, but apparently it's very nice. People have recommended me to try that. Other recommendations is a slightly smaller town than Dubrovnik. If you don't like crowds that want to avoid tourists, Makarska, which is a smaller town, it's really nice. There's Trogir and Pula. And also if you're staying in Zadar, you can go to Sibenek, which apparently is beautiful. Okay, so I would give Croatia four out of five stars. It's just an absolutely beautiful country. And obviously, if you're into Game of Thrones, then it's definitely worth seeing anyway because of the movie scenes. But the old town in Dubrovnik will just blow you away. If you do get a chance to island hop, do, because each of the islands is 
different. Some of them don't have sandy beaches, don't expect sandy beaches everywhere. They are quite stony. Also, Zagreb's got a very good cafe culture and they've got free cultural festivals in the summer and you can take the funicular up to the upper town as well. So it's good if you want to dine al fresco. But yes, it's just an amazing country and I definitely recommend it. Croatia is such an amazing country to explore and I really hope that I've inspired you to go there with this particular podcast episode. If I have, find out how to travel there and recommended places to stay with our solo travel in Croatia guide on the Girl About the Globe website. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.